Did Humpty Dumpty have an egg-shaped penis? In 1999, an awesome collective of dudes were deposited in Big Sky Country via the Uncle Sam Express, destined for adventures unknown. Faced with living in a maximum security social nightmare and trapped in a land time forgotten, these dudes bonded quick, fast, and in a hurry, eventually blasting out onto the garbage can world at large. Today, perpetually searching for their next great adventure, these dudes thrive as ambassadors of awesomeness. You're a fan of laughter and other shenanigans, and you can locate this podcast. Then perhaps you can join us to get a little GCD. folks double j back here coming at you live slash recorded from my studio slash spare bedroom in them foothills of appalachia coming in real hot with another edition of operation gcd talking pizzagate the context oh if you're uh, thinking mm, what's pizzagate no need to fret there folks of the interwebs we shall get into that momentarily First off, please allow me to address a few orders of business. Uh, Old Grizzle himself was slotted to join me for today's uh, adventure into GCD land. But uh, apparently he came down with an acute case of the monkeypox. So our uh, thoughts and magical bombs go out to Old Grizzle in his time of need. Perhaps he he will learn this time from such mistakes though and... uh, Quit wrestling the local groundhog population. So, Double J back here, a.k.a. the Caustic Contrarian from Claremont County. And uh, we're going to be talking uh, Pizzagate, the context. And for the edification of uh, you folks of the interwebs, Pizzagate is the nickname provided to the latest DC scandal involving alleged politicians banging little kids. Banging, diddling, the whole works. Now, this scandal broke via WikiLeaks release of Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign chairman, John Podesta, who also had served as Bill Clinton's White House chief of staff. Old Johnny Boy's emails got distributed to the masses via the interwebs, where he was clearly talking about other items besides pizza and hot dogs. Definitely some code words for something. Um, now, at the same time, the, the WikiLeaks folks released an FBI report from uh, a few years back showing the uh, symbols and the code words for child sex traffickers. Wouldn't you know, pizza and hot dogs were on that list, uh, along with symbols and uh, whatnot found associated with two pizza shops, one of which was the proprietor of which is the boyfriend of Hillary Clinton's propaganda manager and uh, just so happens that old John Podesta and his brother Tony, a powerful DC lobbyist, are also associated with the same pizza shop. Go figure. Anyhow, 
This is just another scandal uh, of its kind and a long list of fucking scandals within the confines of the Beltway in the District of Columbia. Quite frankly, America at large. Now, these scandals know no partisanship. There's no Democrats versus Republicans. This is a fake dichotomy sold to the public at large. In fact, specifically speaking, there's Democrats and Republicans working in cahoots all over these child sex allegations and networks. I mean, for example, the Podesta brothers are BFFs with Dennis Haster. They're, you know, major players in the Democratic game versus the former Speaker of the House in the Republican game. What are we talking about here, folks? These guys are allegedly diddling kids together and uh, doing things off-duty as well. If you know what I mean. Just saying, it doesn't really make sense on a left and right game when these dudes are clearly in cahoots. So it appears the name of the game is Exploiting Kids, and that's the real crux of the matter here, folks, because uh, let's take, for example, the recent street protest about grabbing pussy, or whatever the fuck Donald Trump said to George Bush's cousin on a fucking audio tape ten years ago. Um, whatever, or whatever other reason why folks are bent out of shape, I don't know. I mean, what the fuck are we really talking about here, Johnny? It certainly seems like if this is George Bush's cousin at the root of this argument with Donald Trump about grabbing pussies and we got all these people rioting, it sounds like a small group of folks getting folks all riled up. Not to mention, Team Billary, they're going to be the face of women's rights? Get the fuck out of here. Dude, Bill's banging more fucking broads than the gross domestic product of his home state of Arkansas. And Hillary, she don't give a shit about no one. Look at her number one assistant's husband. Her number one assistant and BFF, Huma Abedin, wife of Anthony Weiner, who, by the way, is a gross violator of all sorts of shit. He won't, that jack wagon just will not quit sending dick pics to teenage girls. In fact, I think they're trying to lock him up about it right now. And, but the funny thing is, it ain't the first time, and it ain't the second time. Hell, just watch the documentary Wiener. You'll, that, that, tell, that paints a real interesting picture of the man. Can't believe he allowed that to get fucking filmed. Yikes. Uh, anyhow, he uh, he's definitely at the root of this situation as well, as uh, his laptop was coming into question regarding many of these allegations. And uh, that was available to investigators due to his obtuse fascination with sending pictures of his dick to young women. So I find the whole this whole recent March thing fucking ridiculous. If Clinton's supporting anyone's rights, it ain't it ain't fucking it's Hillary's rights. That's the only thing she's supporting. Fucking the subject of her being a figurehead for women's rights, ridiculous. And this women's march, equally as ridiculous. Calls them how's the season here, folks. In fact, one of the uh, misguided individuals I saw at one of these marches was holding a sign. I feel like this is a good indicator of the level of thought that went into this event. She was holding a sign that said, I dream women will one day have the same rights as guns. Are you fucking kidding me, Johnny? I don't think she uh, fucking understands what gun rights are. Um, but if this woman truly is successful in her endeavors, I mean, I wish her luck. However, I feel like she would do better if she just maybe tried breathing out of her nose. Because let's paint this picture for you, Johnny. If she was successful in this effort, and she fought for her rights to be equivalent as guns, as she has asked for, good luck to this broad, trying to find something to eat, walking around, not having a job, because uh, little does she know, guns aren't allowed in courts, 
schools, airplanes, movie theaters, fucking restaurants and bars in almost every state of the union. So clearly there was some misguided efforts already. My point being, I don't think either one of our last two presidential candidates are representative of anyone's rights, let alone women's. All right here, folks. Question of the day. Who likes pizza? Creepy way to say pizza? Yep, I agree. But simply my imitation of the lead singer of one of the house bands at the little-known bar and restaurant named uh, um, Comet Pizza in Ping Pong in the District of Columbia, where uh, old uh, Double J himself here uh, played a game around a beer pong or two circa 2007. Now, nothing weird happened upon my visit. I, I did depart drunk and free of molestation. Um, of course, it seems I was likely too old for their demographic there. Accordingly, this place t- uh, typically caters to a Chuck E. Cheese crowd, yet has a painting on the wall near the restrooms of an alien, and right next to the alien it says on the wall, shut up and fuck. Hey, what do you know? You know, Maybe some Chuck E. Cheese crowds are into that sort of thing. Um, but, uh, let's take a quick peek at the, some of the house bands. Uh, the pizza is, uh, a majestic ape and, uh, she, he, it, it's, it's kind of a Saturday night live. It's Pat situation because on her profile of employment at George Washington university, uh, she apparently is a female. However, in these videos I've watched, sounds like a dude. I don't know what's going on here, Johnny, but all I'm saying is I don't know what to call her. So I'll just say Majestic Ape uh, is live in concert and making jokes about pedophilia. And the response from the crowd is laughter and participation in these jokes. Um, I have to say that that must mean this is an accepted practice because I couldn't imagine going into a Chuck E. Cheese, grabbing a mic, and dropping a few jokes about banging kids. Get the fuck out of here with that business then there's the other house band sex stains i can't make that shit up and they got some real dubious music videos in fact they share the same petter symbol in their music videos as the pizza shop next door well let's not get ahead of ourselves here folks the uh yeah i don't know what to say about the house bands at an alleged kid restaurant uh kid pizza shop again who knows? But uh, good news for you folks of the interwebs. Uh, you can catch my Scandinavian death metal band at a local Chuck E. Cheese near you this summer. Stand by for our uh, our posters. They're getting designed right now. We're called Bloody Abortion from a Buttfuck. But seriously, I'll, uh, anyway, I'll, uh, I'll catch y'all on the flip with a convo regarding that, uh, that Pizzagate biz. We're trapped inside the matrix Forced to play our hand We're filled with so much hatred The kids don't stand a chance I said the kids don't The kids don't stand The kids don't stand a chance I said the kids don't The kids don't stand The kids don't stand a chance Double J back here. Let's get down to brass tacks today here, folks. Got a couple questions for you folks of the interwebs. 
trying to put all this Pizzagate stuff into some sort of context for folks so folks aren't left just scratching their heads like, do what? Politicians are somehow associated with kid butt-fucking out of some pizza shop in Washington, D.C.? Yeah, it's a strange story altogether. <laughs> that is a very, very short summary. Uh, and in jest, nonetheless. Because, but this is a serious subject. However, I am going to lay on the sarcasm pretty thick. So, uh, you know, try to lighten the mood a bit. We'll start off by doing this. We'll start ask. I'm going to ask you folks a couple questions here, uh, you folks of the interwebs. I would be asking Grizzle these questions. However, as I previously mentioned, Grizzle came down with an acute case of the monkeypox. It's what Grizzle gets for wrestling around with those goddamn groundhogs. But back to these questions here, folks. These questions, the first two, in fact, come from uh, the emails that are at the, the root of this Pizzagate situation. The, the same emails that were hacked or password given to in a phishing scam, as in this dude opened up an email. Mr. John Podesta allegedly opened up an email and said, oh, well, shit, I'm going to click on this. It's from Gmail. And it was a phishing scam for his, his uh, password. And uh, allegedly that was attained through that manner. He likes to say the Russians hacked it. He's still sticking with that tale. Now, uh, this man was the chairman of the Clinton, uh, the, uh, what's her name? Uh, Hillary Clinton presidential campaign. He was also, though, he's been Team Clinton since about 92, it looks like, where he came on board as uh, Bill's chief of staff there at the White House. Old Slick Willie. Gotta love him. Anyhow, the uh, back to John Podesta here. He So he's been a staple amongst the Democratic Party, obviously. It was alleged that he was going to be the Secretary of State had Hillary won the presidential election. Instead, he got to uh, offer the the uh, resigning speech there that night and told folks Hillary won't be out. Nope, she ain't coming. Go ahead and go home. We'll be in contact. He looked real defeated. Of course, all of his personal emails had already been danced around the world by that point in time. And plenty of folks were questioning not only his connections with said pizza place, but also because uh, the pizza place was discussed in the emails as well, as was the owner. It's all a network. Anyhow, Podesta had uh, already been danced around in the public purview over this whole Pizzagate scenario, so I can imagine that his uh, his uh, he wasn't too motivated to go out in front of national cameras that evening. But, uh, you know, he's he hasn't been too shy since, claiming that all of this was part of some fucking large-scale Russian hacking. I don't know. Who the fuck cares? He doesn't like to address the comments he makes in these emails, and that's what we'll be doing here today, folks, of the interwebs. So, thanks again for joining me to get a little GCD, and uh, here we go with that question round. The uh, question number one. The realtor found... Oh, disregard, that's not question number one. Question number one. Do you think I'll do better playing dominoes on cheese than on pasta. I'll repeat that for you. Do you think I'll do better playing dominoes 
on cheese than on pasta. Now, I've thrown some bones here, folks, in my day. Played the dominoes. Never once have I played dominoes on cheese, nor have I played dominoes on pasta. I typically play dominoes on a table, sometimes the ground. Uh, and if you're asking yourself, what the fuck does that question mean? It's a solid, it's a solid question in your own head right now because I have the same question in context of actual dominoes, cheese, and pasta. That question makes no sense. Clearly, those terms are code word for something else. In fact, that question was asked in an email from investment, actually retired investment banker Herbert Sandler. Old Herbie was the uh, CEO of Golden West Bank, sold it for $25 billion just prior to the 2008 financial evaporation. Um, in fact, old, uh, old Herbie was one of the worst offenders. He sold all of his bunk-ass mortgage loans to Wachovia, who later failed as a result of such, such purchases. Meanwhile, uh, old Herbie gets away uh, scot-free here. Going fucking cha-ching all the way to the bank of uh, about $2.5 billion just off the sale of that bank and all those bunk-ass mortgages. Uh, now, I also connects old Herbie here into the mortgage crisis for uh, more than just, you know, the sale of a bunch of bunk mortgages because, let's face it, all them banks were doing bunk mortgages. But old Herbie here also invented the adjustable rate mortgage. You know, that mortgage that all these banks sold everybody and then was like, oh shit, you owe us like 4 billion percent this month. And they're like, oh shit, I don't have that. And then like Wall Street was like, oh shit, we're, we're broke too, fuck. Anyhow, taxpayers give us that money. So Herbie was at the root of all that business. And now he's also sending John Podesta emails asking him if he'd play better, uh, do better playing dominoes on cheese than on pasta. Get the fuck out of here, fellas. Ain't no one playing dominoes on cheese or pasta. What are you fellas talking about? Well, according to the FBI report that was released around the same time as these emails by all Wikilinks, that FBI re report on uh, child pedophilia and uh, pedo activities dictated that these were in fact known code words to the FBI and law enforcement communities at large for child trafficking and child sex trafficking activities. I don't recall the exact, uh, the exact words to put in place for these code words, however, you know. Uh, however, it's out there. You can take a look at it. Anyhow, the uh, next question here, same, uh, same source of information, the Podesta emails. The um, question number two here, this question around. Uh, look out here, folks of the interwebs. Here it comes. The realtor found a white with black handkerchief. I think it has a map that seems pizza related. Is it yours? Uh, now that email appears to have come from a uh, couple different parties, one of which being an actual realtor, then on to Herbie Sandler's wife, it appears, and then on to John Podesta, asking John Podesta if he was the owner of said pizza related map. It was also somehow connected to a white with black handkerchief. Podesta said, don't worry about it. Basically, I forget his exact response in the email. However, he said, you know, basically disregard or whatnot. However, um, what the fuck are they talking about? Again, according to this FBI document, it's all child sex trafficking. And it certainly seems that way 
to this dude. However, given the fact that Podesta just wants to blame the Rus the Ruskies, blame the old Ruskies here. Um, fucking somebody wake up Patrick Swayze and fucking tell him Red Dawn 2 is coming because Podesta claims the Ruskies did this. But uh, still won't, won't comment on what the fuck a pizza-related map is, nor what it has to do with a white with black handkerchief. Anyhow, question number three. Another dude at the center of this whole Pizzagate situation, man by the name of James Alephantis. He was listed by GQ Magazine as the number 49th most powerful dude in D.C. a couple years ago. That's fucking baller, dude, because last time I checked, there was a hundred senators and a number of cabinet members, a president, some Supreme Court justices, you know, a lot of folks that I would probably assume would be higher on any list of top 50 most powerful dudes in D.C. But, uh, yeah, this dude was number 49. No big deal. No big deal. He uh, apparently owns a pizza shop and some sort of American grill, um, that pizza shop being Comet Pizza and Ping Pong. Some folks may recognize that name from this Pizzagate situation. Other folks may recognize that as being the uh, the headquarters of uh, some Democratic operatives in those Project Veritas videos. Clearly, it's a Democratic headquarters of the DNC and other related personnel properties because uh, they've done uh, Hillary uh, presidential campaign fundraisers, Obama presidential fundraisers there. There's a number of... Uh, election financial election records showing money getting spent here um and you know to the tune of about i believe it was somewhere in the ballpark of 40 or 50k that's a lot of fucking pizza man i don't know what they're spending all that money again it's public record it's in the federal election commission's database who knows but uh my guess uh, back to question number three here um, James Alephantis owns, uh, one, oh, which by the way is also this pizza shop is where, uh, the Podesta boys like to hang out, have birthday parties every year for themselves, not kids, even though it's allegedly caters to a Chuck E. Cheese style crowd. Anyhow, the, uh, James Alephantis, uh, numerous visits to the White House, uh, powerful number 49, most powerful dude in DC, according to GQ magazine. Owns one pizza shop. Uh, last time I checked, Papa John's owns fucking thousands of pizza shops. And dozens of which are in the District of Columbia. Uh, how come Papa John's didn't make the GQ list for most powerful dudes? How come Papa John's ain't fucking BFFs with old Barry Sortoro? I mean, Barack Obama, who's uh, a frequent ping ponger, apparently. They're tight. According to the photographs, you know, visits and some ping pong action and, uh, you know, campaign contributions, whatnot, fundraisers. You tickle this, I'll sniff your butthole if you, if you tickle that. Seems to be what these guys do. Anyway, uh, question number four. Fuck you, research department. This is more of a statement, I think. But uh, I would like to thank uh, Anthony Weiner, husband of Huma Abedin. The uh, BFF and number one assistant of one Hillary Clinton. For uh, I'd like to thank old Tony Weiner here for uh, proving my hypothesis correct. Politicians such as Tony Weiner, aka Carlos Danger, that's his pimp name. Politicians such as this fella are uh, definitely prove my hypothesis that uh, 
it takes some real dumb and depraved people, almost like it's a prerequisite to get elected. See, if it weren't for old uh, Carlos Danger, a.k.a. Anthony Weiner, the former congressman from New York, the mad dick slinger himself, he just can't seem to fucking quit texting and send dick pics to teenage girls. So, to that, Tony, I salute you, because otherwise we may not know some of this information. And uh, I believe just as I'm making these statements, he's trying to cop to a plea for some of these activities, because, uh, which of course, you know, folks paying attention could have seen coming. After all, he uh, did just enter himself into some sort of sex rehab around Christmas time, so... That tends to be pretty uh, pretty court-mandated related in such activities as uh, old uh, Anthony Weiner has been involved in here. Because by, by no means is this the first teenage girl he's gotten busted sending dick pics to, nor women in general. I believe even in the own documentary of named Weiner, uh, where he's running for mayor of New York City, I believe, he uh, is ousted from that race when yet another dick pic sex scandal goes down oh well anyhow fucking uh while we're here while we're on the topic of sexual perversions and wieners um question number five let's talk about uh lopping dicks off question number five folks of the interwebs um specifically folks of the interwebs that reside in california uh, let's see here. Did you know that uh, not only is the state of California paying for their the sexual reassignment of prisoners within their state, the Department of Defense is now paying for military members to have sexual reassignment surgery. Are you fucking kidding me? My tax dollars are paying for folks just to get their dicks lopped off? I mean, what are we talking about here, folks? We can't even fucking fix the infrastructure in this nation. Now we're lopping goddamn dicks off? It's not but a few more years before we're going to see roads and bridges failing in catastrophic manners due to the lack of maintenance and construction and upkeep on these facilities and infrastructure. Yet, no, we got time to be worrying about other stuff like lopping dicks off. You know, I I would actually, uh, you know, I'll say it, I I actually am adamantly opposed to this activity on a couple reasons, and it has nothing to do with liberty. In fact, I feel like you have the right to, to act as you please, unless you're, uh, you know, unless you're hurting other folks, of course. However, I don't think that's what's going on here. I see this as more of a uh, propaganda campaign levied upon the uh, the American public at large, where in which uh, folks are trying to impose this idea on other folks that the actual biological makeup of an individual has nothing to do with their gender. That's where I really get upset about my tax dollars lopping folks' dicks off. Not only that, you got dudes who want to be women lopping the dicks off. You got women who want to be dudes. You'd figure you got a pile of good dicks that you just lopped off. They're just laying around. Let's sew them on. Let's attach them to this whole other group of folks that, that, want, the, that want dicks in their anatomical structure. Um, however, that's not the case either, folks. It appears that uh, the science folks have constructed some sort of uh, pipe cleaner-like device, almost like a um, some sort of metal phallic, uh, flexible metal phallic device, in which they're sewing onto the women that want dicks. 
Th this just all seems ridiculous. I mean, at what point in time do we have to say, time the fuck out? What is going on here? And why are taxpayers' dollars going to this? It's fucking Looney Tunes, folks. That's all I can say. And at the, again, at the root of it, to me, to this dude, it seems like uh, the message is there's no fucking biological components of your fucking gender, and that's ridiculous. In fact, the science folks will tell you that we that 95% of the genetic code in, in one's body that tells that body what to look like, how to function, how to operate, well, 95% of it, according to science folks, is junk. They call it junk DNA. So until we start fucking figuring out what that 95% are, Maybe we should reconsider fucking throwing out biological components of gender right out the goddamn window. Because to me, that seems fucking Looney Tunes. And uh, that's enough wiener talk. Anthony and Loppin' Wiener's off. So, um, hmm. Alright, here we go, folks. I'm gonna twist y'all tail. This here tail on the context of this Pizzagate situation. What do I mean by context? I mean exactly why when, when this dude saw all this Pizzagate stuff popping off, Nah, I just looked at it. Not surprised. Seems seems like the status quo for uh, for those dumb and depraved politicians in in D.C. Not to mention, uh, fuck. It seems like uh, the going trend for the ruling class of the world. It's not a new trend. In fact, this is a story as old as Jesus. However, before we go back that far, let's start the tale here. And the year was uh, it was circa 1978. And although this next statement strains believability, folks, federal lawmakers, many of whom we may already know or come to see here in this tale, are known for their little kid butt rapings. Um, well, they got off their own butts finally in 78 and decided to make child pornography unlawful. See, up until this point, photographing uh, kids nude for the erotic and sexual pleasures of others, um, it wasn't exactly uh, against the law. In fact, uh, it was until well after 1978 where this was actually unlawful activity. As it turns out, these fucking federal lawmakers who also appear to also be into all this child petter activity, they uh, they cut out some uh, some interesting uh, statutes. Some that uh, said that uh, you couldn't sell child pornography, but you could certainly produce it and look at it at the time still. Sounds like a gray area. I mean, you mean to tell me that uh, you implemented these laws basically to skirt the system from what it appears to me. I mean, while it may be illegal to sell the child porn, then uh, you're still not outlawing the production and folks looking at it. So what are we really saying here? What are we really, do we even care about these kids at that point? Did we not start caring about kids until 1978? I mean, what the fuck is going on here, Johnny? Not to mention... That's a ridiculous law to enact for your first law on the subject. The, uh, I mean, you mean to tell me that the folks who are taking the photos and exploiting these children suddenly reach a moral and ethical, like, uh, line in the process of taking these photos? They're like, meh, it's okay to take the photos. And then they're like, it's just not okay to bang the kids. That's fucking, that's ridiculous. I don't think any person who's exploiting kids in that manner is going to be like, oh, well, I can take the photo, I just can't bang them. They're going to be like, nah, I can take the photo, I can do it all. It just seems, I mean, it's absurd. It really does seem absurd. Some of this information was quite upsetting to me when I found out it. Because as it turns out, it was uh, essentially legal for folks to take nude photos of me throughout my childhood in like 44 out of the 50 states. That's crazy. 
That's fucking Looney Tunes. What world do we live in where just fucking three decades ago, in a time where, you know, people were fairly well connected. I mean, it's not the internet era, but it was damn near. We all had, you know, telephones and homes and long distances and travel and cars and airplanes and boats, you know. It wasn't like we're all stuck in our own isolated little geographical portion of the fucking of the fucking country or world. So to say that, like, fucking, you know, through the 80s, you could still take photos legally of fucking produced child porn in so many goddamn states, that's fucking disturbing. But it also speaks to why this is still very much an accepted practice in our, in our uh, society. Not necessarily by legal statutes, but clearly by the behaviors of these folks that, uh, in this tale today and some of their associated parties in this Pizzagate scandal. It's clearly an accepted practice by the fucking management of this place. But to put that in proper context, kids have a lot more rights today, clearly, than 100 years ago. Hell, I don't even know there's laws protecting employment 100 years ago. I'm pretty sure the child labor laws were a product of a much later time, much closer to our current era. So let's uh, let's pause here, folks, uh, just for a moment before we delve into the creepy end of the cesspool here. And, uh, let's, uh, let me, uh, let me, let me start it off this way. Let me preface this quite with this question here. Did Humpty Dumpty have an egg shaped penis? Well, I'm not sure, but, uh, according to numerous victims, depositions, testimonies and whatnot, in this case of this Jeffrey Epstein fella, well, it in fact looks like old Jeffrey Epstein has an egg shaped penis. In fact, uh, I laughed out loud It was and found it to be hilarious when I was watching one of the deposition videos and the opposing attorney asked Mr. Epstein if that was an accurate description of his penis. And the look on his face was fucking priceless. And then I believe he just got up and walked away after that. I guess that's what billionaire pedophiles who don't serve jail time do. Let's see here. So, old boy Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. This guy's an interesting character, but he's not really connected to the Pizzagate directly. However, like I mentioned before, there's a network of folks. These folks are all intertwined, what appears to be professionally and personally. And uh, Epstein is definitely a major player in that game. And a lot of information's out there now because this dude is a convicted pedophile and also has paid out a number of civil lawsuits. Additionally, he uh, was convicted of soliciting sex from an, from a prostitute under the age of 18 or something like that in the state of Florida. Basically, a made up, some made-up shit, because uh, I don't know how some child consents to sex. That's not fucking possible in a legal sense. Anyway, it was a secret plea agreement, so it's hard to tell anyway what they were, what they were doing. Or what they were thinking. Now, they violated a number of laws, they being the state of Florida and the United States government, violated a number of laws in not notifying the victims of this secret plea agreement, which is why they are now party to numerous lawsuits. So Epstein's getting sued, the state, the feds, they're all getting sued over this matter. And that's why a lot of these documents are out, because trust me, this billionaire pedophile definitely fought long and hard to keep a lot of this stuff under wraps. So that story really turns back to 2004. But before I get there, let me give you a, a little rundown on this Epstein fella. He, uh, whew, old Epstein here kind of seems like a James Bond villain. 
He owns his own Virgin Island, U.S. Virgin Island. He owns the largest private residence in, in Manhattan, mansions in Florida, mansions in New Mexico. In fact, he's quoted as saying that his mansion in New Mexico uh, makes his New York City property look small. Now, mind you, his New York City property is the largest private residence in Manhattan, so you do the math. Back in 2000, well, I'm getting ahead of myself still. God damn it. So Epstein, a billionaire, meteoricized to fame from a uh, private school teacher of young children to uh, uh, money wealth manager of billionaires, um, courtesy of some his time at Bear Stearns, where in which the CEO, former CEO of Bear Stearns, you know, one of the folks who collapsed in the 2008 financial Wall Street collapse here. They were one of the first investment banks to go. That dude apparently is like, ah, this Jeff, you teach kids, got fucking no background whatsoever. Come manage billions of dollars on Wall Street. So that's what Epstein did. And then after that, he uh, met the uh, owner and operator of uh, Victoria's Secret, Abercrombie Fitch, Les Wexner. Les was like, hey, dude, you're awesome. Have this private residence in Manhattan, ostensibly free of charge, where in which it's very questionable today whether the man even pays taxes or the proper rate of taxes on that property. Different story altogether, but clearly the point I'm getting at is this dude is a baller. Again, sounds like a James Bond villain owning his own fucking U.S. Virgin Island and all, not to mention member of the Council on Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, and according to Epstein himself, and the two in the letter he wrote to the judge in 2007 during the initial proceedings of his plea bargaining, he actually claimed to have been the co-founder of the Clinton Foundation, a fucking deeply, deeply questionable organization. And uh, not to mention, uh, this dude's deeply connected with old Slick Willie himself. Slick Willie allegedly, according to flight logs, rode on the dude's plane that's been dubbed the Lolita Express and flew there to his private island, which is known as a Orgy Island, uh, 26 times in the years of uh, 2000 and, uh, looks like 2001 to 2003. And again, four years later in 2007, this dude's claiming, oh, I helped start the Clinton Foundation. Look at all this awesome shit I do. We know that to be fucking a bunk claim today. So uh, this dude back in 2004 was apparently paying 14, 15, and 16-year-old girls to come over and give him massages, nude or half-nude, depending on the different circumstances of witness statements that you uh, you read. Apparently one of the mothers of these children found out about it and said, no moss, called the Palm Beach PD. Palm Beach PD raided the place. After an investigation, they raided the place, arrested the dude. Dude had all sorts of evidence. Nude photos of underage women slash his victims on the wall. Sick fuck would take pictures of them. Um, so they had no shortage of victims or evidence. In comes the FBI. After the Palm Beach PD had identified seven victims, the FBI identified like 28 more. They're like, oh shit. The U.S. attorney was like, oh shit, I can't fucking do this. And he was getting all sorts of back and forth from the fucking attorneys and yada, yada, yada. Epstein's uh, attorneys eventually are like, yeah, well, we'll plead to something, make it a state-level case because the feds had mandatory minimums. I mean, this dude was looking at Jerry Sandusky time. I say I bring up Sandusky. These two, they two look a lot alike, whereas Sandusky uh, specialized in young boys. It appears this man specialized in young girls. But uh, other than that, substantially similar operations, it seems. 
on, on uh, the preying of young children. And uh, whew, let's see, this guy's a real treat. So um, anyway, his secret plea agreement was, uh, I believe he did 13 of 18 months for the state charge in a Palm Beach County jail where in which he had his own wing of the jail and actually, according to court documents, is only required to spend 24 hours a week there, which seems that he spent across Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights by checking into the jail and sleeping there, it seems. Not really exactly the behavior you would expect by such a gross offender of young children, but nonetheless... Served 13 of those 18 months and has been out uh, ever since. But his primary uh, place of residence is a boat slip in the Virgin Islands. I don't know how that works as far as registration or where he goes. In fact, each of the four states he owns property and he appears to have different offender levels assigned to him. Whereas some states he's a more uh, severe offender in like the state of New York. It appears he has to show up every three months for a new photo and check in. Whereas it looks like the state of New Mexico, they're just like, meh. Anyhow, while we're talking about Epstein, it would be important to also mention that uh, his butler, who tried to release this man's little black book of sick fucking petter games to the world, uh, and did so via a journalist back in 2012. Again, all of these activities shook out in 2004, 2005. However, dude didn't serve his term until years later. <laughs> Whatever term he actually did serve. The butler actually got more time in jail for attempting to get that little black book out to folks. Hmm, something tells me that black book was important. And one of the names circled in there, and one of the names mentioned in uh, numerous areas of the lawsuit, in lawsuits in Florida and a separate lawsuit related to Epstein in the state of New York, is, uh, is a man who essentially represents the 40-story uh, tall skyscraper in the room. You know, uh, the same fucking skyscraper emblazoned with his name, looking like Biff Tannen's hotel from Back to the Future 2, from the fucked up world in Back to the Future 2. Man being Donald Trump. All, a lot of this Florida biz with Epstein happened all up in dude's fucking country club, and dude lives there, apparently. In fact, uh, as uh, Donald Trump was running for president here during the uh, campaigns, his, uh, his attorney was actually quoted as telling the media that he had, quote-unquote, no relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. However, he's all up in, again, the Epstein documents from Florida, whereas Epstein was allegedly, and according to some of the victims, they came from, uh, either employed or uh, associated with, the Donald Trump Country Club Mar-a-Lago, located there in Palm Beach. And in fact, Donald Trump himself seems to have stated that he's uh seems to have contradicted his uh his statements in the last year regarding uh Jeffrey Epstein. In fact, uh, his attorney tried to 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 spin the situation even further when questioned about Trump's private club in Palm Beach and Epstein was a member. Trump's attorney back here in 2016 was like, "Oh, well, you know, a lot of people hang out there, including Jeffrey Epstein." Um that is the only connection is what he was quoted as saying. However, again, that contradicts some of Trump's own statements. To include back in 2002 in a New York Magazine article, Trump was quoted as saying, I've known Jeff for 15 years. Terrific guy. And additionally, in a separate 2002 Vanity Fair article, 
Um, it listed Trump as one of a small group of mega-rich businessmen who periodically dined at the Epstein Palm Beach estate. Additionally, and not at all in Donald's favor here, a 2003 story reported that Trump had dined at Epstein's Upper East Side home, you know, the largest private residence in Manhattan. And additionally, there's uh, you know, some jet rides, um, of course, Donald's in the black book and uh, apparently circled. Not sure what the whole circling business is about because prior to the butler being able to tell the world why he circled some folks' names, he died, I think, allegedly of a heart attack. I don't. It seemed to be natural causes, but I believe he also died in prison. Um, so, seems a bit suspect. Um, anyhow, uh, as that story continues, there's no shortage of... Uh, of information here regarding uh, Donald Trump and this Epstein character. In fact, other allegations and other court documents state that Prince Andrew, Prince Charles's younger brother, I believe he would currently be fifth in line to the throne, he apparently flew on Donald Trump's private jet en route from England to Palm Beach and uh, allegedly was uh, banging out with a 16-year-old, according to this girl who presented even photographic evidence showing her and Prince Andrew. A simple Google search will show you that photo. However, um, however, some folks might question why this girl's got all these photos of her and Prince Andrew like she's trying to chase down some money or something. Potentially. However, blackmail is the name of the game. And I have to imagine the victim's they come, they may not understand the game at first, but once they are privy to some information, they come to the same conclusion that they're a pawn in a blackmail game. So it does not surprise me at all to see that one of the victims held some of her own blackmail photos. And look, this is a small, minute area of the amount of evidence that's been released, you know, in some of these cases. Not to mention the evidence that hasn't been submitted or that is still not... <coughs> Or fuck's sake, even evidence that's been restricted from being released. Because again, none of this has been done within the public's purview. Which again, why is why the state of Florida and the federal the feds are both getting sued over the Epstein matter. But for Trump, I don't know, man. It's tough to say that you don't know the guy. There's no relationship when you have numerous records of there being a relationship and uh, you also quoted as saying the guy is terrific. Fuck's sake. All right, who we got next to your team, Bellary? Well, you know, you may have guessed it, fucking Slick Willie all over this shit. All up in the Epstein biz. Again, Epstein claims to be a co-founder of the Clinton Foundation. Um, All up in the Virgin Island biz, some of the Florida biz, you know. I mean, after all, who knows about the New York City biz? Fuck, Hillary was the senator there, right? I mean, sweet Jesus, what are we talking about here, people? And before I move on past that, I believe actually Hillary's also been on that Lolita Express, according to those flight logs that have been released through various appeals in the court system. God damn it, why would they tell folks about that? I mean, shit. Isn't it normal just to hang out with all this, with a bunch of petters? Anyway, the uh, Team Billery... They're, they're all over this Pizzagate scenario. In fact, it was her team that, that the whole situation fell out of. The Podesta team, that is. John being her chief of, her campaign chief of staff and was going to be her secretary of state, allegedly. And his brother, Tony, who's a major 
power player lobbyist in D.C. Big time. Big, huge lobbyist. Excuse me. Holy shit. And then part of this uh, WikiLeaks Pizzagate email situation connected to the uh, Podestas is also a woman by the name of Maria Abramovic. There's a lot of occult activity in her shit, her business. Um, she rubs elbows with the A-listers and often is involved in stuff she likes to call spirit cooking. And there's plenty of photographs of some fake, what appears to be fake human sacrifice instead of human. It is a human made out of cake, innards, and outards. I don't know what the symbology of this is, but I can't imagine it's fucking normal. And then we got... Uh, the Podesta brothers' best friend, Dennis Hastert, a man they've stood by for years, even though he just recently, about uh, one year ago, got out of jail for uh, raping fucking kids. Uh, Dennis Hastert, former Speaker of the House and Republican from Illinois, again, this, uh, this whole situation knows no political boundaries. There's no Democrats. There's no Republicans. These, these folks are part of the same game. Now, Dennis Hastert, this fucking jackwagon, was a high school teacher 40 years ago, raping the shit out of kids back then. Uh, years later, apparently paying them off. This was as his time at the Speaker of the House and shortly thereafter. Paying these kids off, I have to imagine he probably didn't quit raping kids in those decades in between. However, uh, once, once he was arrested and charged a few years ago, part of his agreement was admitting to raping six boys. However... He didn't get charged for raping those boys. In fact, what he got charged for was a felony charge of structuring payments. Turns out you can't take out less just under 10k out of your bank account. You know, the IRS likes to ask questions, and it's a mandatory report from your bank to the IRS for anything 10k and above. Well, this dude's bank decided to uh, call the IRS because this motherfucker was taking out like $9,800 a pop paying this dude off. First of all, where is $2 million, the $2 million he allegedly paid this kid over the years, right? So he gets popped for uh, making these structured payments of this $2 million and uh, serves like, you know, 15, I think, months out of an 18-month sentence. He gets out of prison and is now suing the kid that he was paying off, who's now an adult, <coughs> suing the victim for the $2 million of hush money back. What a f- Are you fucking kidding me? Where the fuck does this jack wagon get off? Not only raping kids, paying them off, doing time for not even raping the kids, but doing time for not paying them off properly, and then fucking getting out of jail and asking for his fucking money back. I'm going to need a refund. And that kid's probably like, hey, Hastert, I'm going to need my butthole back. Mr. Barker flew to Thailand on the company account to have sex with an 11-year-old boy. God damn it, that's ridiculous. Anyway, friends with the Podestas, they teach school, they teach uh, college school together, they fucking, they hang out together. Um, They're all up in the WikiLeaks emails talking to one another. Definitely, uh... A strange position to take for such public figures as John and Tony Podesta. You'd figure they would want to disassociate themselves with such a known petter, um, not double down on their relationship with that petter. 
makes you wonder where their priorities are in life. And uh, on the topic of Tony Podesta, I mean, and one that I found comical when all this stuff was quote-unquote breaking in the news back in November, the Washington Post ran a sort of anti-Pizzagate article, not openly, but very covertly. In fact, the article wasn't even about Pizzagate. It was mentioning how Barack Obama was moving into a home next door to Tony Podesta where they could both enjoy Tony's legendary pizza parties out of his brick oven in his backyard. Now, if that's not some fucking bullshit trying to talk to a subconscious level about whether or not these dudes are really into pizza, I don't know what is. And uh, while we're on the topic of the Podestas, now, mind you, this is rooted in only my speculation. However, there are tenuous uh, notes and facts in which to make that speculation. So, back to Jeffrey Epstein's little black book. Another man listed in that book was a man by the name of Matthew Freud. You may know his great-grandfather, Sigmund Freud. However, his father, to those people in the, in the UK, are probably much more familiar with his father, Clement Freud. He was a celebrity chef there in the United Kingdom. Well, apparently, old Clement Freud... Gross, gross violator of children. Not too big of a shocker to find his son located in Jeffrey Epstein's little black book because it certainly seems old Jeffrey Epstein was just a child pimp, amongst other things. Now old Clement Freud befriended the uh, Madeline McCann's parents uh, about eight years ago in Portugal. A little young girl named Madeline McCann, she went and disappeared. And upon her disappearance, old Clement Freud lived right down the road from the resort beach area where she disappeared and uh, mind you he's in his 80s at the time but he uh, reached out to these people and said hey i need you you know need a place to stay in portugal when you're visiting from from the uk you can stay at my house right and they're like oh okay perfect you know years later he passes and they're like oh what the fuck this guy was a huge petter so the uk media starts asking questions to the to the widow of clement freud last this past summer saying Hey, uh, you guys started a really strange relationship with the McCann family after their daughter got fucking kidnapped, who's still missing today, by the way. And uh, what was that all about? And then the the widow was like, ah, you know what? No big deal. We weren't even in Portugal that week. We had lent our home to our friends John and Tony Podesta. So this fucking dude's uh wife's like, yeah, we lent it to our friends that week. So the Podestas or in Portugal, the week Madeline McCann disappears. Which, oh, coincidentally, John and P- Tony Podesta look precisely to the T like the two suspect photos released back in 2013 in the suspects of the Madeline McCann kidnapping. Mind you, the two composite photos are produced from software on a computer and there was 40-some-odd witness statements placed into that system. Mind you, it's the opinion of law enforcement in the investigation that these witness statements were describing the same individual. Not only does the pictures not look like the same individual that got shit out by the software, they look identical to John and P- Tony Podesta. Oh, look, weird. They were in Portugal that week, according to a known pedophile's wife. And weird, their son, Matthew Freud was in the little black book of another known pedophile child pimp. See, folks, this story's 
it starts making a lot more sense once you start adding context. But before we move too far from the Podestas, and Pizzagate for that matter, now the Podestas like to party at Comet Pizza and Ping Pong. Tony enjoys having his birthday party there, a place that tailors their parties to kids. Now, uh, I say that they're known for that today. However, uh, definitely remember playing a beer pong tournament there on like a Friday night, circa the fall of 2007. Um, I was on assignment in D.C. at the time and uh, enjoyed my beer pong and lived not far from there and ventured over in that direction to get there. But I don't remember anything strange, perhaps. Nor do I re- definitely recall. Don't recall anything generated towards specifically towards kids. However, that's apparently what they're known for today. Now, this man likes the full-grown man. I believe he's in his late sixties, so he likes to have his party there. Apparently, nothing weird. However, the uh, proprietor of that pizza shop, a man by the name of James Alephantis, apparently a boyfriend, lover, former boyfriend of a fellow by the name of uh, David Brock who was uh, served as, basically served as Hillary's head propagandist, if you will, uh, running a numerous organizations for the Democratic functions and for Hillary Clinton, including organizations in the media known as uh, Media Matters, Correct the Record, you know, stuff such as that. And it was uh, these two together, Alephantis and Brock, that were both defendants in a civil trial a few years ago. Uh Apparently paying off one of what was alleged to be Brock's former lover, some sort of love triangle. Who knows? There was a big payoff. Hard to tell what that guy was ready to roll over on with these guys. But whatever it was, it was worth 900k to shut him the fuck up. Now, uh, Alephantis owns the adjacent restaurant, I'm sorry, the adjoining restaurant to Comet Pizza and Ping Pong, a place by the name of Bucks Fishing and Camping. An odd place, indeed. Much of the same strange pictures and photography as Comet Pizza and Ping Pong, Barry Petter, and Sexual Related. Definitely not a place that caters to children, and it's definitely not a place that he would even cater to, to families. Uh, again, uh, more more symbology there, and then there's the pizza shop on the other wall of Bucks Fishing and Camping, a place by the name of Besta Pizza, a place that portrayed the pedophilia symbology right out in the open on their logo and on their building and on their menu and everything else until all this Pizzagate stuff happened and they're like, oh shit, we should change our logo. Now, uh, you could just be saying it's an accident. Maybe they just accidentally had that logo. Yeah, perhaps. However, it's the same symbology as seen in the bands, the two house bands from Comet Pizza and Ping Pong. Um, Not to mention the same symbology uh, as dictated in the FBI report. So, uh, and again, looks pretty guilty. I'm like, oh shit, we're going to change that real quick. Like, back to Comet Ping Pong. It, uh, man, I swear to God, I don't know who this dude is, but he, uh, definitely, definitely has some problems just based upon the private photos and public photos he had posted on his Instagram. I say private and public because he had two different accounts, all of which pertain to weird sexual pedophilia jokes and symbols and whatnot. In fact, it's all just fucking, it's all really mind-blowing. But one of the uh, symbols he had, uh, 
he had the logo for his his own personal Instagram account was the Roman figure for pedophilia, if you will. <clears throat> it's the statue of a uh, a Roman Caesar's young boy lover. Yeah. So I mean, to say the guy doesn't normalize pedophilia in his life would be an, an inaccurate statement. Never have I seen a pizza shop with uh, ostensibly uh, 40-something-year-old uh, gay males with no kids have so many kids on their goddamn on their goddamn personal photo libraries on their social media accounts. Seems strange. Kids that weren't tagged, not like, hey, this is my nephew Jimmy, or hey, this is my niece Sally. No, none of that. And uh, last but not least, uh, anyone familiar with the Project Veritas videos will also know that Comet Ping Pong and Pizza served as the Democratic National Committee's uh, uh, headquarters for low for some fucking for their low-handed operations, if you will. And again, not to pick on Democrats nor Republicans, because this is an issue that knows no boundaries. Nor do I give a fuck about their politics. So, on with the tale here, folks. I gave you a little background and context with the Pizzagate. Now, here's what I see overall and why I feel like this is a normal activity in our society, except for those people who aren't in power. Us folks not in power, we were like, oh, this is fucking brand new shit. We've never seen this before. Well, we do. It's just a matter of folks don't like to talk about it, and there's not a lot of publicity of it, if you know what I mean. But this is a tale as old as Jesus. In fact, uh, I'll take you back to ancient Rome to start talking this tale, because the fucking Caesars, they were all into the pedophilia. As I just mentioned, the uh, the uh, symbol for uh, the icon on uh, James Alephantis, a.k.a. Jimmy Comet's Instagram, was the uh, Roman boy prostitute Ant- Antonius? Antonos? Antonos or Antonius? I don't know how to read well, folks. Anyway, he was the boy lover of uh, the king, or Caesar, of Rome, circa 100, uh, 100 CE, or 100 AD, whatever fucking little configuration you like to call it. And of course, if you talk to the Chinese, they probably have a different year. I think the Masons call it 6,000-something. I think the Jewish folks call it 5,000-something. So who the fuck knows? We'll call it 100 in the Common Era. There was a Caesar, allegedly by the name of Hadrian. Hadrian's little boy prostitute was this Antonus fella. That Antonus is now, you know, glorified in some statues. That statue was the was the Instagram photo icon of James Alephantus. So again, this is the known Roman pedophilia symbol. So to the guy who owns a pizza shop and is posting the ship shit all on his pizza shop, not to mention all the other sexual suggestive photos, for him to say like, oh pedophilia, nah, not me. That's fucking silly. And, uh, of course, uh, before, before this time, I mean, we're talking the time of Jesus, you know, Ty, uh, Tiberius, the Caesar of Rome at that time, uh, known Petter, his, his family also Petters, his grandson Caligula, you may know him for sexual perversion. He, uh, also alleged to be a Petter, which speaks to kind of the story that it goes here throughout time. It seems that, uh, the psychology of the petter, if you will. It seems that once the uh, individual is victimized themselves, they're prone to, you know, sexually attack other young children and their future. Therefore, perpetrating the assaults down the line, you know, it's a it's a self-replicating system, folks. 
lot of ass blasting going on. Whole lot of ass blasting. Anyway, I guess my point here is uh, this was clearly an accepted practice 2,000 years ago in Rome, and it certainly clearly seems to be an accepted practice 2,000 years later today still in Rome. Rome never fell, folks. The Vatican still runs this bitch. They're the richest nation in the world. You can't convince me otherwise. So, uh, and speaking of the Vatican, let's fast forward a couple hundred years after, uh, you know, Caesar Hadrian, his, his boy prostitute, uh, Caligula, Tiberius, all these Roman Caesars. One day, a couple hundred years later, the Roman Caesar took his hat off, said, I'm no longer in charge of you people here in Rome. Got a new guy, lives in the same house, wears a different hat, has the same title though. He's the new guy, you gotta listen to him. His name is the Pope, or Pontiff Maximus. I don't think folks know that. The uh, Caesar went by the name Pontiff Maximus, and then one day he took off his hat, told a guy named that he named the Pope to put on a different silly hat, and uh, said, hey, you're now the Pontiff Maximus. The Vatican... Man, they uh, they kick things off in a very specific way in regards to child butt rapings, or I like to call the Vatican Baskin Robbins program. The uh, fucking just a brief history of the last few 40, 50 years, last four or five decades here in America. Um, we're talking so many butts have been violated by the fucking Vatican and their Catholic hierarchy of butt raping. Because, I mean, I think the last number I looked at, we're talking like, meh, a couple billion paid off to victims just here in America. We're talking thousands of cases. I mean, with all that money in recent decades, I mean, we're talking no priests, no bishops, no cardinals, not even a goddamn pigeon went to jail over the matter. Uh, and that's the exact uh, script in which they uh, fall upon disclosing any of this activity. So it's a very tough thing to track. Um, again, it almost seems to be the Catholic way. The Catholic corporate way, if you will. The only, uh, you know, I almost feel like uh, there's uh, like, a, like a binder. Like some sort of binder with instructions. It's color-coded. It's got tabs. It's got fucking, I mean, it's sealed. It's got fucking plastic. You know, I almost feel like that's going on. And it's just, they send that out from Rome, from the Vatican. They're like, all right, this is how we're raping kids. It's the new order. Update this uh, section 72, subsection 4-A17. Throw the kids' underwear away. You know, I feel like that's really what goes on there. Like, instructions such as that. Anyway, I uh, read history of a time that actually speaks to... Uh, America not not being into this Catholic butt raping persuasions because uh, about 200 years ago there was a time where Catholicism was banned here in America and I have to wonder 200 years later you know uh, how many butts would that have saved um, perhaps this is why our nation's forefathers sought to have a uh, country free of Catholic influence Catholic butt raping influence that is Whew. I guess the only bright side I can state is the Vatican seems to be losing this battle. In fact, in recent years, there's been eight different dioceses of the Vatican here in America that have failed and gone bankrupt due to these butt rape and lawsuits. Now, I feel like that's an important note because 
Uh, if you're not familiar with the hierarchy and structure of uh, the Vatican, these dioceses are essentially like cities. They have a cardinal and bishop and hierarchy of their organization, no different than we have the same kind of hierarchy for our governmental organizations. And uh, being the Vatican's the richest nation in the world, you tell me who runs this bitch. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Hollywood. Let's cruise on over to one of my favorite punching bags. Hollywood. Uh, I believe... Right now, as of current date, we're fresh off a weekend where old Ben Batfleck got fired from the recent uh, uh, superhero movie he's doing. What is that? DC Universe, not the Avengers, the other one. I can uh, I can see why um, that dog shit period crime drama piece that he uh, fucking directed and starred in recently. Uh, that's a dog shit film. In fact, it's reaching new dog shit records. It uh, recently, as of Monday of this week, uh, attained the role of the largest flop in recent Hollywood history. Since 1982, it is the largest flop in number of theaters that dropped its film. For folks who don't realize it, theaters got to pay Hollywood to show their films. And uh, on Sunday of this week, 2,659 different theaters across America said, uh, hey, Hollywood, you can take this new Batflack film, Live By Night, and jam it right up your butts. Like you jam things up kids' butts, take that film and jam it up your own butt. Mind you, they're looking at about a $75 million loss here, so I can see why old Ben Batflack got fired. Because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Hollywood just seems like they're hell-bent on raping some butts, kids or otherwise. Kids or Batfleck otherwise, you know what I mean? You know what I mean, Johnny? Let's see here. Not to mention that piece of shit film got 130k its opening weekend. Good lord. I think when you're discussing Hollywood and uh, the violation and exploitation of children, that story probably starts somewhere around the time that the first Hollywood director yelled, uh, cut. Um, so we'll call it about 100 years ago. And I imagine the line after that time the director yelled, cut, was, hey, little kid, drop them pants. Because it seems like that's all Hollywood's been doing ever since then. It's some sick shit. But it seems to be an accepted practice nonetheless. Now, if we're talking Hollywood butt-raping, it's hard not to talk about Corey Feldman. We'll throw Elijah Wood in there also, but Corey Feldman, hey man, this been, this dude's been speaking up about it for years. He's not really held back too many punches other than saying he has to be careful about what he says because the laws in the state of California protect the fucking sex offenders versus those accusing the sex offenders of such allegations. Mind you... That seems reasonable on its face, but this man is reluctant to even state names for the fear that the statute of limitations has passed, whereas the sex offenders would then get off for the rapings of yet him or anyone else that he, that he witnessed, whereas he could get sued if he made these statements. It's his life, I guess, in such a Hollywood world. And uh, speaking of Hollywood and Elijah Wood, this motherfucker, also child actor, is like, hey, uh, people be raping too many kids around here. We got to do something about this. And it just doesn't seem like many folks care.
In fact, there's a documentary named The Open Secret that specifically addresses this issue, where there is just seems to be a gross and accepted practice of exploiting young boys and young girls in Hollywood. Now, don't listen to me. Don't listen to Feldman or Wood. I suggest you go watch this documentary, because there are convicted petters in this film that are still allowed and permitted and hired to work with children on the sets of different television and movie productions in Hollywood. Are you fucking kidding me, Johnny? Are you fucking serious? I don't know how that is considered uh, protection of any children, or nor doesn't doesn't. Uh, Actually, I guess it does. It actually does speak to where Hollywood stands on the matter. Hollywood's not only okay with it, they seem to be promoting it. Again, it's real simple. You just don't hire the convicted sex offender. And again, in this film Open Secret, there's numerous dudes that have been convicted who still work with children. In fact, there's one scene involves a politician and Hollywood... And uh, the dude, the convicted petter in the scene, uh, grabs what appears to be an adult Ben Savage with a embracing hug in a full hand ass grab while telling uh, Ben Savage, former star of Boy Meets World, that uh, his favorite person is there. A uh, former politician, former congressman uh, known as, uh, I believe it was Gary Huffington who is the ex-husband of the Huffington Post lady, and also uh, apparently was run out of uh, Congress for due to his predilection to young boys. Go Gary Huffington. You sick fuck. So if any of that's true, uh, y'all are a bunch of sick fucks. Uh, anyway, this, uh, I have to believe it is, watching documentaries such as this, that uh, Hollywood finds us to just be an accepted practice. I mean, fuck's sake, this documentary actually hit home in a very real way for me. Um, the opening sequence starts off in Cincinnati, talking about a dude who is roughly the same age as me, who grew up here. So that definitely resonates with me. Um, granted, I did not go to Hollywood and try to be a boy band member or model. However, this dude did. And somehow, as a result of that, got really into drugs after a bunch of rapings. And I believe maybe even attempted to take his own life. I don't recall. But he's paralyzed and he's all fucked up. It's really tragic to watch. And it did, again, hit Barry home. Again, not because I wanted to do any of those things. Again, just because of the locale and general age of the fella, I could definitely relate. In fact, that convicted petter in the film that that uh, is ass-grabbing Ben Savage in the home video, he, uh, fuck, no one knows where he's even at. You think they track these sons of bitches. This guy was a high-profile one, very uh, big offender. You know, when you're rich and powerful like these folks are, apparently you don't have to you don't have to follow the laws. He uh, registered as a sex offender saying he was going to the Dominican Republic and never showed up there, so fuck. This guy's just out and about. You know? Fucking roaming free to ex- probably to exploit fucking more and more kids. Who the fuck knows? There's no shortage of these incidents in Hollywood. I'm only I'm not gonna kick the dead horse. I am going to, however, leave you with this one note. Macaulay Culkin, another childhood actor, 
and another one just like Corey Feldman, former BFFs with Michael Jackson, an alleged patter. Um, I think you could still have to say alleged because the man's not around, but I don't know how that works. There's no shortage of kids that he allegedly violated either. But Macaulay Culkin, another one of his former BFFs, his rock band's named the Pizza Underground. I'm just saying. And where does that leave us here, folks? Let's loop this fucking shit show back around to politicians. The fucking dumb and depraved jack wagons inside our beltway. And not just inside our beltway. Politicians at large. Um, perhaps you recall uh, serial killers John Wayne Gacy and Ted Bundy. Allegedly both petters. And both of them were young rising stars in the both Democratic and Republican National committees, respectively speaking. I believe it was Gacy was a young rising star for the Dems and Ted Bundy a young rising star for the Republicans. Mind you, both of which said there was numerous people involved in their killings and rapings. A very occult-like connections. Um, not very, not unlike Maria Abramovic, friends of the Podestas and James, friends of James Elephantus. Very occult connected. Ever it's interesting to note that both Gacy and Bundy were considered such rising political stars, and yet somehow both serial killers. Go fucking figure. In fact, I think a simple Google search will return John Wayne Gacy taking a photo with uh, then First Lady, so clearly he had access. And Ted Bundy escaped prison twice, traveling all around the U.S. So I don't think I don't think that goes without saying. He had access as well. What kind of access? I don't. I can't speak to. But I don't think it's normal for uh, a serial killer, convicted petter, and serial killer who dresses like a clown to get photos with the first lady. And I also don't find it normal for Ted Bundy to be able to gainfully access any mode and mean of transportation possible while he's a convicted murderer out from prison escape. None of that makes sense to me. But nonetheless, both rising stars politically. Uh, let's see here. Another glaring child petter political activity came about during the Franklin scandal. I highly recommend the book by Nick Bryant, I believe by the same name. He uh, also was the journalist who printed the, um, the Jeffrey Epstein little black book. Now, Franklin scandal, that's an interesting one because, once again, it's an investigation into, ch into politics and child pedophilia, blackmail, etc., etc., and it's a tale that didn't get tipped off by that. It's a tale that got tipped off by a savings and loan crisis involving a man who sang at the 1984 and 88. He sang the national anthem at the Republican National Convention. Very well-connected man within the party. And apparently child pimp, amongst other things. When I say his bank, he was also the president of a savings and loan in Omaha, Nebraska. And it was tipped off during an investigation into how a savings and loan... I believe chartered for $2.4 million, how he somehow embezzled $40 million in like a four-year period through that through that bank. And that was the official investigation that uncovered all sorts of child pimping, pedophilia, sexual abuse, a network that went all the way to D.C. and even into the White House because one of the individuals involved from the White House was apparently using fucking his uh, government-issued credit card to pay a fucking pimp in D.C. for fucking the services of men and young men. And that pimp was apparently operating a mortuary service. 
and someone later audited the credit card expenditures when they saw a gross volume of people from not only the White House, but also I believe the Pentagon and other departments spending their government credit cards on mortuary services. And again, turned out to be a fucking pimp game that coincided with the same same situation breaking down in Omaha at the time with some pimp folks out there, including, once again, the Vatican and their boy orphanage, fucking, or their orphanage, Boys Town in Omaha, Nebraska, which was apparently a breeding ground for a lot of them kids. Again, so we got Omaha chains, we got Sandusky in Pennsylvania, I've seen in Florida. How many fucking dudes are out there running child pimp games for the fucking rich and famous? So, uh, Franklin scandal, Nick Bryant, great information there. I'm putting this into context. Of course, no one went to jail there except for the victims. I believe they went to jail. Maybe Larry King, the man at the head of the bank, went to jail. But he went to jail for something totally different. Not banging them kids. His, once again, much like Dennis Hastert, was a financial crime. Whew! Again, uh, back now we're going to circle back to 78. Because uh, that's when a lot of... We don't have a lot of activity prior to 78 concerning kid crimes and Congress folk. But there's no shortage of them since then. I'll briefly touch on a few. We already talked about former Speaker of the House, Dennis Hastert. Let's see here. There's uh, Can't Soon Forget Congressman Mark Foley from the state of Florida, who back in 2004 was actually caught sexting one of the young boys that worked for him as a congressional page. Congressional pages? What's that? Yeah, great question. It seems to me like it was uh, some sort of uh, sex slave operation that uh, some folks in Congress decided to take advantage of. Officially, these uh, teenagers, boys and girls, would come live in Congress and provide an internship to the congressman. You know, running paperwork here and there, go for work, phone calls, you know, a lot of that sort of activity. It also included a lot of diddling. There was a good amount of diddling. There's no shortage of cases where Congress folk were diddling these kids. However, in 2004, we had new technology, and this motherfucker was sexting one of these kids. Um, I believe it was a 15-year-old boy. Nonetheless, let's keep moving. Oh, by the way, Dennis Hastert had no problem helping him cover that one up. Because, again, no one knew about his petter activity at the time, but he was the Speaker of the House. Now, uh, back to 78, uh, one of the first ones I'd found uh, realized here, because, again, 78, this nation started passing laws against fucking not only photographing, but, I mean, uh, cracking down on the exploitation of children, the sexual exploitation. But uh, 1978, Congressman Fred Richmond disagreed. He's like, ah, fuck, I got to bang this 16-year-old boy. I mean, that's just what Fred was doing at the time. And fucking next thing you know, he gets busted, gets caught banging this 16-year-old boy. He's a congressman. And I go, ah, fuck. So he's like, yeah, I got, I got problems. He goes to counseling, charges are dropped. No big deal. 1980, Representative Lukens of Ohio caught banging a 16-year-old girl. He's like, ah, fuck, that's just what, that's what old Lukens was doing at the time. Banging 16-year-old broads. I mean, he's making laws by day, banging 16-year-old broads by night. He's like, ah, fuck, you guys got me. I'll, uh, plead guilty to, uh, contributing to a delinquency of a minor and, uh, call it a day. That's fucking laughable. You buy a kid a beer and you're contributing to the delinquency of a minor. You fucking rape a 16-year-old girl. You're fucking sick, dude. And you're a goddamn congressman. I mean, what are we talking about here? 
what standard are we holding other people to of the folks that make the laws rape kids and we don't even send them to jail? Uh, 1980. Also, hot year. Very hot year for congressmen raping kids. Uh, 1980. We got a representative, Bauman of Maryland, arrested for soliciting the sex of a 16-year-old boy. Now, you thought the contributing to the delinquency of a minor on the last fella was, uh, thought that was laughable. Representative Bauman here from Maryland, he, uh, he said, ah, oh, fuck, I'm an alcoholic. You guys got me. I was trying to bang this 16-year-old boy, but I'm an alcoholic. Uh, I'll go to alcohol abuse counseling, and then you guys can drop the charges. So they did. The guy completed alcohol abuse counseling, and they dropped the charges. Apparently, that's required when you're fucking soliciting sex from a 16-year-old boy. So, like I said, uh, you know, no shortage here. There was a fallout in 1983 where numerous congressional members got busted in sex page congressional page sex scandals. You know, not unlike uh, Congressman Foley. However, back in '83, as opposed to 2004, they didn't have the uh, the sex messaging in '83. Otherwise, I have no doubt these same motherfuckers, if not more, would have been caught trying to bang out these kids. And again. I have to seriously question a program that continues to, that, that had at the time, at least, it's since been canceled, thank God, but had at the time at least seemed to condone such behavior because they were continued to rape these kids, but no one ended this page program. And I have to fucking question that big time. And of course, some of, uh, some of this activity, uh, is probably not condoned by all members, but, uh, it just seems like we have a uh, a very uh, accepted uh, you know term of uh, fucking, and that's uh, that's the political overview of why PizzaGate makes sense to this dude. I mean, it just seems like the status quo. So, folks of the interwebs, I'd like to offer you this summary. <sighs> Hey, what do I know anyway? And what am I talking about? All that's just fake news. Well, that's it. That's the show here, folks. So the next time you're out on the town, visiting your local watering holes, or perhaps just meandering around, and you hear the unmistakable sounds of metal clanking, and you spot signs of a disturbance, well, check your six. Look in that garbage can. Cause you never can tell. The GCDs may be loose in your town.